0: Hi, this is Christine Canet for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And I'd like to talk with you about things that go bump in the night. I awoke yesterday morning to find Little Bear, my beautiful and clever nine-year-old snuggled in beside me for the third night in a row. She's reading voraciously these days, and some of the literature contains images and archetypes that during the day seem amusingly creepy, but at night take actual material form beneath the beds of imaginative little girls. I remember those days, frozen inside my covers, afraid to move, afraid to breathe, for fear that that thing hiding stealthily underneath my bed would hear me. Yet in those times of self-imposed terror, I would gain solace from the knowledge that my dad was under the same roof as I. And I knew my dad would destroy all evil comers if necessary. He was the president of a company over six feet tall and fought the good fight as a Marine in World War II. Nobody's going to mess with my dad, except maybe cancer. During World War II, my dad, a strapping young and handsome Yaley, left college, conveniently before his exams, I might add, to join the Marines and fight a terrible force sweeping the world. He saw frightful, horrible things, and lived through countless nights of terror and anxiety, as he stood guard against enemies far more cunning than anything I'd ever imagined might be under my bed. And he fought successfully, coming home a physically whole hero. But my mother tells how after they were first married, she'd wake him up in the morning from a distance with a broom handle, as sometimes he would awake still fighting the war. And this haunting ghost was not the only thing my brother brought home. He also brought home an unseen enemy from his days in the Pacific. Unbeknownst to him, he brought home skin cancer. Back in the day, they didn't understand that sunburns could really do much other than turn you for a time into a lobster-colored creature, and my father spent much of his time in the war, and before that, too, as a kid on the beaches of Long Island Sound, getting sunburn after sunburn. He was Irish, and sunscreen had yet to be invented. So many of those fair-skinned boys we sent to fight in the tropics would so many years later be diagnosed with squamous and basal cell carcinomas, and sometimes, much worse, malignant melanomas. My father has had all the flavors of skin cancer, from the so-called good to the bad to the truly ugly. He's had more than 800 moles and cancerous things removed from his body, including a large part of his right arm, and all of his left eye. Never one to complain and ever the one to look confidently on the bright side. After my dad lost his eye, he sported a black eye patch and adopted the persona of that sexy, dark, and mysterious man about town known as the Hathaway Man, after the iconic eye patch wearing guy who appeared in the old drip dry dress shirt ads from the 1950s and 60s. Yesterday morning, I received an email from my sister, the doctor in the family, saying that my dad just had yet another melanoma removed. This time, most with his history experience a 90% reoccurrence. And if he does, they'll start chemotherapy, a poison-filled process hard on the body and soul and, I fear, especially unkind to 86-year-old World War II Hathaway man Marines. As I write this, aware of the therapeutics this exercise gifts to me, aware that I am sharing a difficult slice of my life through the waves of air once called the wireless by folks of my dad's generation, I come to this one simple conclusion. I am not ready and how terribly silly of me, as if my readiness to face my father's inevitable end-of-life transition would somehow figure in the timing of it all. And so I scramble a bit, thinking how can I stop his cancer from returning, and marveling in his brave and even cheerful perspective on this latest and deep chink in his shiny armor. I romanticize him, I know, but he is easy to make legend. I gloss over our disagreements, the adolescent years in which I spewed forth my angst and raged against authority. Those times almost completely fade as I sit here, and I can see only brightly the man who taught me the new math, who taught me to ski, play ping pong, and with my mother, created for me a childhood of warmth and safety, a secure haven from which I felt confident to leave, knowing it would be there waiting to welcome me any time I returned but my parents are selling my childhood home to a young couple with two children. My father is fighting another battle with that terrible nemesis, skin cancer. And while I am just not ready, I am so incredibly thankful that I'm heading back home for the holidays. Deeply grateful that I'll get to touch my father and share with him these lovely, wonderful holidays. This is Christine Kinne for Esoterica. Thanks for listening.